Wilmot. Good morning, everybody. Good to see everybody today. A little uh, ice and snow. Well, not snow, ice and rain, I guess, today, but we're all good. Everybody's here, a lot of people anyway. But I uh, have a few announcements. First, um, as you see, we're decorated for the holidays, so thank you to all the volunteers that, uh, that help with that. We're also uh, adding unwrapped new toys under the tree, so we would encourage you to continue doing that. Um, the impact that a, a present or two or or quite a few would have on a young child, um, we maybe underestimate. So I think uh, for those of us that have been blessed to be able to add one or two, we would, uh, we would just encourage you to do that. Uh, we've got about two weeks to collect those, and then we're going to send them off to the Christmas Bureau, and uh, they will make sure that they're distributed. Um, what we collect now, because at this point, they're, they're probably wrapping up this season, but we still collect, and that starts next season. Um, so it's always kind of rolling ahead because the, the hundreds of kids that they help every year, um, that's a lot of work for all their, their volunteer elves to do. So, uh, so they're getting ready to, to, to wrap this year's distribution, but um, uh, we just keep on giving, right? And, and that just gets them started for next year, and that's pretty much how they've, how they've always done that. So we've got about two weeks for that. Um, when we wrap that up, we'll wrap that up the same day that we'll do our luncheon and our ornament exchange. So that'll be after church two weeks from today on the 17th. So we would just, uh, the church is going to bring sandwiches. Uh, so you have to stay because otherwise we're going to have all that food. So after church, two weeks from today, lunch, stay, bring a dessert. <laughs> okay. So we thank you for that. And, uh, and then we'll do a little an ornament exchange. So that's just, uh, you know, a nice way we can just get together and not, not make it too complicated. And that's why we bring the, the food. So we would encourage you to come for that. But before that, this Saturday is the Katyville tree lighting over at the fire station. That is Saturday at 5 o'clock. And we need help. Um, Katyville is a small community. And we are one of the sponsors. So we want to have some of us there. Um, and the, the setup is maybe setting up some chairs, handing out hot dogs. Nate, what else do they usually have help with? Not a whole lot, right? Not, not a whole lot. Just getting people under the back of the tree. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, five or six people even, you know. But, but you can't say, well, somebody else will do it because... This is us, right? So if you can help with that, please see Nate before you leave. He'll, he'll be maybe out by the door as soon as he's off the guitar. Um, but chat with him and just to coordinate. Because setup is usually 3 o'clock, so a few people at 3 o'clock. But even if you show up just before 5 to help out, um, there are different things that you can do. And I think they start things at around 5, right? They do... Um, they drew like a parade with the, the fire trucks through Katyville, and then um, that special guest arrives around six o'clock typically, right? So anyway, but we, we hope you can, you can help out. That's this coming Saturday uh, over at the fire station right down the street. And then a reminder um, for, our, for our Christmas services, Christmas Eve falls on Sunday, so we'll have our regular morning worship on the 24th. And then a 5 p.m. Christmas Eve service. 
I guess we moved that an hour earlier. We were looking at the, the slide from last year, but that's okay. So five o'clock uh, will be the Christmas Eve service and then Christmas morning, um, you know, stay and celebrate at home. Okay, we won't have a service uh, on Monday the 25th. Um, let's see. Uh, other than that, we thank you for your tithes and offerings. We appreciate your generous donations. Um, we, we use that for the operations of the church and, and to do things to reach the community, uh, things like the tree lighting and, and you know, supporting of missions uh, overseas as well as uh, you know, stateside. So we, we thank you for your, for your giving and, uh, and we encourage you to do that. We have, uh, instead of a scripture reading, we have our Advent reading, and Tom and Paula are going to come and do that for us now. Today, we light the purple candle of hope. Our scripture comes from Isaiah 40, 31, verse 31. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Hope looks to God and waits on him with a firm expectation that he will fulfill his promises. Allied with hope are ideas of faith, patience, endurance, trust, of joy, and a settled peace that God will do what he says he will do. Israel has been beaten down by a succession of world powers, Babylon, Persia, the Greeks, and now Rome. In their distress, they call out, come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Yet in the cry, there is hope, a strong expectation that God will keep his promises to send a Messiah, a deliverer. The hope is fulfilled on the first Christmas day when Jesus is born in Bethlehem. God's Savior sent to planet Earth to save us from our sins and deliver us from what oppresses us. People live in hope of one who can help them. Jesus is that person present today by the Holy Spirit to deliver us from any need, he is the one we hope for. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending Jesus into our world, our hope of victory, our blessed hope of resurrection and eternal life. In his name we pray, amen. All switching spots. <laughs> so I uh, I needed another volunteer this time, and uh, Warren, Warren said that he would be my volunteer. Yeah, we'll give him a minute. But uh, I made a couple of dice for us today. They're not fancy looking dice. Yeah. 
No, <laughs> I don't think they'll help you. So on this dice, wait, I, these, you got options. This, I want to know what you want to wish for. Uh, so like there's, you can wish for like family or friends or happiness or uh, intelligence, bright ideas, uh, money, food. Is that all? Of it? Oh, good health. Oh, yeah. I, I need good health the older I get. We're getting older. Yes. My doctor told me, I was like 22. He's like, well, you are getting older. I'm like, what? I, was, I had a list for him of all the things going on. So is there any in particular that you would be wishing for? Uh, probably good health. Good health. That's a good one. <laughs> so here, uh, now don't, don't, roll it, don't hit anybody with it, but uh, go ahead and roll that for us. Don't do it. <laughs> see, let's see what you get. On the table. I always tell the kids, on the table. Well, you got intelligence. You want to try again? You want to try again? I already got that. Yeah, you already got that. Look at the woman I married. Of course you get intelligence. No, happiness. No. All right. Third time's a charm. Last one, though. You, let's see if you get what you're hoping for. Nope. More happiness. No, who wants that? <laughs> yeah, really. Are you trying to again? See, look at that. You... Oh, food. <laughs> food. <laughs> All right. Let's say you change your, your uh, plans, your hopes and dreams. Let's see if you wish for God in your life. Let's see if you're oh, going to yeah. get it with this one. All right. Oh, you know, don't hit anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. You want to try it again? See if you still get it. Okay. Sheesh. All the way over there. Okay, got it again. I got it again. Third time? Sure. Last one. <laughs> I think you made them too big. Too, too big? My father-in-law 3D printed them for me. Nice job. Look, you got it again. You, that, yeah, my father-in-law did that. He's, yeah, he 3D prints all sorts of stuff. So... But he's not, he's not 3D printing you health. Or, and so. <laughs> All right, thanks, Warren. So basically, these are some of the things that I think that we hope for in life. Um, we sometimes get it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're, we're, we're blessed with happiness and intelligence, but not good health. You know, We, we don't always get what we're hoping for. Um, but with God, yes, this, this dice was rigged. Every side is Jesus. Because when we put our hope in Jesus, he is exactly what we are going to get. When we give him everything and say, Lord, I want you to have my life. Help me and live my life. And he will give us exactly what he is hoping for, him. He is the one that I'm... And you know, when we get to heaven... Um, people think that, oh, we get to heaven, you know, it's going to be... Ha we're all going to be happy. There's going to be a buffet and all sorts of stuff. But our reward in eternity is eternity with God. He is completely good. He is goodness. And we get to spend the rest of eternity with him. And yes, there's a lot of other great things. It, it is beyond our comprehension how good it is going to be. But ultimately, what makes that all good is not a what, it's a who. It's God. When we put our hope in him, we will get him. Uh, like what they were reading with the, the candle. that um, When we put our hope in him, we are going to get that. We're going to be able to soar on wings like eagles. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy. But when we put our hope in him, we get 
God. That is what we get. Let's pray before I keep going. Lord, I ask that you would help me to say what you want me to say, do as you want me to, and uh, nothing else. And if I say things or do things I shouldn't, just have us forget that, Lord. But speak to each of us that we would be living our lives more and more for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And yeah, sometimes when I'm preaching messages, I'm like, wow, I didn't get all this stuff beforehand. So that's why it's supposed to be God preaching up here. He gets us to do it. And then sometimes God just does what he wants to and he puts things in my head. And I'm like, whoa, God, that's a really good idea. I never thought of that. But uh, sometimes I, I think people think that I'm just saying all these things that I know so well. I'm saying the things that God is teaching me. And sometimes he's teaching them to me as I'm saying them. I'm like, wow, this is brilliant. It's, uh, yeah, it's not so much me. It's God. God is good. He is the reason why we're here. Um, so I, I'm going to read a couple passages today. Romans 5, 1 through 6 um, says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering perse produces perseverance, produce perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. With God, like, we can have hope despite all of the sufferings. We can have hope no matter what. And, and this kind of hope that we get, uh, you know, each of these uh, sufferings produces uh, perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. You know, all these things, that hope that we get, it will not put us to shame, it will not disappoint, because real hope that we get from God is not this kind of wishful thinking, hmm, what am I going to get for Christmas this year? The kind of hope that we get with Him is not wishful thinking. It is a guarantee that every side we get Jesus. We get Him. It's not this wishful thinking that, oh, I hope that God helps me out right now. No, God is work. He is always working. It doesn't mean that God's going to do everything exactly how you think He's going to do it or how you want Him to do it, but God is always working. He is always good. Um, and so it is not this wishful thinking of, I hope this is what I get for Christmas, or I hope I get more of this. It's not that at all. It is a guarantee. It's a desire with expectation. It is a confident expectation. I know God is going to pull through. God is always working, no matter what goes on around us. And in Jeremiah 29, um, in, in Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, he's talking to the, um, he's talking to the uh, Jews who have just been exiled. Um, he's talking to the Israelites that they are no longer living where they were living. Um, they, were, they were conquered, they were taken away, and so these, these people that have just been taken from their homes, God has some words for them. Now, you might wonder, well, why would God allow anybody, really, to go through something like that, a whole nation, and, and really, um, his chosen people, why would he allow them to be taken into exile when this happened? Um, but some, some other things that God has, that uh, he says in, in the Bible is that um, the people that 
the Israelites came, when they got the promised land, he said, you've got to get rid of all these people that are living in the land. They're horrible, horrible people. And so you need to get rid of them. And actually before that, he, he had even said, their time has not yet come before they got the promised land. If God had all of this timed perfectly, he knew when the Israelites were going to be ready to have the promised land. You know, they didn't have enough people to even populate the whole land. And, but also the people in the land at the time, their time hadn't come. And when it came time for the promised land, God said, okay, it is time. These people are horrible, and this land is now going to be yours. When it came time for their exile... God said that they were even worse than the people who had lived there before them. You ever have somebody that you're investing in? You pour your heart and soul into them. You guide them. You, you help them out along the way. And then they, they turn out an absolute mess and they just go off the deep end doing all sorts of horrible stuff. You ever get disappointed because you've been investing in somebody so much and then they just fail you big time? Well, God's chosen people his children, they had just gone off the deep end and were doing horrible, horrible things. And he said that now you guys are going into exile. And this is what he says to them. Um, where am I? Oh, right there. <laughs> this is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, 70 years of exile. I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. When you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, when we seek him with all of our heart, not just part of it. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. He knows the plan for these people that are enduring so much, but it, it's... It's to discipline them, but he's saying to them, I have plans for you, plans to give you a hope and a future, plan, not plans to hurt them. That is not what God wants at all for us. And when we go through the toughest things in life, even that we can do, we can go through them knowing that we have a hope, that we have a future. And it's not the hope that, ooh, I hope we get a good lunch or hope we get some more money because we need that or hope for happiness or hell. It's not like that at all. It is, I hope that God is going to be in charge. I hope that God is going to be good at all times. It, we know He is. He is always good. He is always in charge. And no, we have free will and we get to do what we want and that's not always a good thing. But when we put our hope in Him, we are guaranteed to get Him. We will get Him, and He will be working through all the things that we endure. Whatever suffering we go through, He is working, and He is good. It, that's the kind of hope that we get from Him. Um, thinking about uh, Jesus' birth, 
which is something else that they were hoping for. They were hoping for the Messiah. They knew he was coming. God had talked about the Messiah sending him, that they would have the Messiah, the one who was going to come and save them. And Jesus was that Messiah. And when Jesus, uh, sometime after Jesus was born, it was time to take him to the temple. And they took Jesus to the temple, but there was a man who lived in Jerusalem. His name was Simeon, and he was a godly man. And it says that he was led by the Spirit. And this is before we even got the Holy Spirit. We all can have the Holy Spirit living in us now. This is before that. But he was moved by the Spirit to go to the temple. And so he goes to the temple, and he had always been he had been told by God that someday he, that he would not die until he has seen this Messiah. And so he gets there, and what do you know? There's a baby, baby Jesus. And he, he gets to see Jesus, and he, he praises God that he has now been able to see exactly what God had promised him. God, you said I was going to see the Messiah, and here I get to see the Messiah. This is great. When we hope in God... We will get what we are hoping for. The promises that he has for us, we will get them. And sometimes I think we, we change those promises a little bit on our mind. Or we kind of confuse them or mix them up. We think, well, this is what we're going to get. And there was a lot of Jews that thought that Jesus was going to come and he was going to take over and he was going to reign as a very physical, earthly king. That's not at all what Jesus had in, in mind. He came to save people, not to rule over people. He, he came to bring them into his heavenly kingdom, not an earthly kingdom. And, um, and yes, Jesus is going to reign forever and ever and ever. But they, they didn't have the right mindset. They got confused on what God's promises meant. But as long as we're keeping our minds set on God, knowing that he has his promise in mind, and his promise is good. We can just be confident in that. You ever, you ever go eat a meal from somebody who's a really, really good cook? You know it's going to be good. Um, there, there's a, a, another church that I fill in at, and, and these, these ladies there, they, I don't think they know how to bake anything that's not tasty. They, they've baked food that I'm like, oh, I don't even like that. Well, I'm going to try it anyway. Sure enough, it's good. They can make anything good. And, and so I go there, I have no clue what, because they make food after church every week. There's cookies or um, cake or something. Every, it's really good. Um, and uh, so after church, you know, I don't know what we're eating, but I know it's going to be good. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think about it. I just know whatever I'm going to get when I get down there, I'm not going to be disappointed. I don't have to think, oh, I hope it's going to be this this week. No doesn't matter because it's going to be really good. Um, when we put our hope in God, that is what we get. We may not understand what his promises are. We may not understand what he is trying to tell us. But when the time comes, don't worry about it because it's going to be really good. It's going to be real, real good. Um, and, and so Simeon, he's here. He's been able to see this Messiah. And I just think it's incredible that this is a godly man that knows about the Messiah. He's talking about the Messiah. He's talking about Jesus. And I'm thinking, he doesn't have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't, he's never even met Jesus before this day. He's not heard all the teachings that Jesus is going to teach. And, and he's more knowledgeable than the people that were spending three years with him. He seems to understand things that other people living around Jesus 
when, as he was an adult in his ministry, they didn't even fully understand. And it's just interesting because sometimes we think, oh, certain people, they know God better. They can know God better. And, and an obvious example would be pastors. Um, but it's, uh, sometimes it's other people. And we think, well, I can never be like so-and-so. I can never know God like that. Yeah, you can. If we give him all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, it's amazing what we get to know. Um, and, and so this godly man, amazing that he got to see Jesus. God was going to make sure that he was going to live long enough to be able to see Jesus. And there was another, uh, there was a lady who was also at the temple when they brought Jesus there. And uh, her name was Anna. She was a, uh, she was a prophet. And um, she, she spent her time always at the temple. She was an old lady, and she, she praised and worshiped God day and night. That's a lot of time. And she spent that time while she's worshiping. She spent it praying and fasting. And fasting, that generally means no food. I really like food. <laughs> so she was serious. She was worshiping God day and night. Well, I guess if you stick around in God's house day and night, you're going to see something really cool at some point. And sure enough, Jesus, the Son of God himself, came into the temple one day. And she got to see him, and she starts telling everybody about this Messiah. By the way, he's right there. Um, but then Jesus, when he's an adult, there's people that are like, what? No, can anything good come out of... Uh, um, Nazareth, yeah, is there, and, and well, yes, there is Jesus. Um, and, and sometimes when we have these promises right in front of us, we don't recognize them. It's really weird. You'd think we'd see some, we'd, you'd think when we know what we're talking about, we see what we're talking about, we'd know what we're looking at. But that's not always the case. Um, but it's just incredible that they got to see these promises. And there's also the Israelites, of course. They were promised the... Um, they were promised to come out of slavery and go to the promised land. Well, then these guys, they get out there and they get to the Red Sea and they're like, oh no, what are we going to do? And, God, and Moses says, well, God, we have a problem. And they're really upset. What do we do? And God says, why just stop? Why don't you just keep going? Of course I'm going to pave the way. Would you think I really brought you out of, Israel, out of Egypt as slaves, brought you out of slavery to come die in the desert? And, and some of the things we say to God are, well, we're interested in people sometimes. And they, they got to see the miracles that God was doing to bring them out of Egypt and they get into the desert and they suddenly think that God's going to stop working? God doesn't have some magic mumbo-jumbo. God is God Almighty, the creator of everything, everything good. And so when, when you get in the desert, you haven't like gone too far from his power source. There's nothing like that. God it can still work wherever we are. Whatever we are going through and wherever we are anywhere around the entire world or entire universe, really, God is is working and so sometimes we we're pulled out of one struggle and we get into another and suddenly oh all hope is lost we're gonna die here in the desert and God is saying no why do you think you're gonna die here in the desert if you didn't die there in Egypt I brought you out of that and I'm gonna bring you out of this in fact this is really easy just Moses raise your hand and your staff and that water is gonna part it's real simple to God when we put our hope in him, we got to hold on to that hope because we're very forgetful people. I know I'm very forgetful, but um, you know, 
as human beings, I think we can be very forgetful. We know that the dice is rigged. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is always good, no matter what. But then we need Jesus and we forget. Um, one time, I, this is a true story. I was talking to somebody, and people have always told me that I'm an old soul. And um, some, sometimes people would ask, well, why do people think you're old? And like, well, there's three things of why they think that, and I know this because there's all I, I've had to answer this a number of times. And I, um, at, at this is uh, some things happened in my life to change this one. But I, I was always I had to go to bed early because I don't sleep well. So um, I had to go to I have to go to bed early, and uh, I'm not good with technology. That's another I, I'm really bad with technology. And and I I was telling this guy these two things, and I'm like. There's a third one. I know there's a third one. And I had to get back to him because I could not think of it. So the conversation moves on. And I'm like, I know what it was. I have a bad memory. <laughs> that's, just, that's true. I did not. There's not an exaggeration. I, I could not remember that I have a bad memory. That's an obvious one, I thought. But we forget some of the basic things. We forget who God is. We forget that he promises us hope. We're going to get that hope. It's not a wish list for Christmas. It's a guarantee list from the creator of the universe. When we put our hope in God, when we go to him with all of our heart, we are guaranteed to get God. It's not a simple thing where... You know, we, we, sometimes we get mixed up and we think, well, this is all we have to do, just this, this, and this, and I get to go be with God for the rest of eternity. That's already an incorrect statement. Because it's not this, this, this. It's all of our heart, all of our lives. And it's not the rest of eternity. It's right now for the rest of eternity. It's not when we die, we get to go be with God in heaven. It's right now we get to have God. And I, I think about Christmas presents because um, w sometimes people get Christmas presents early. My mom got a Christmas present early. She got a, a really fancy litter box, supposed to reduce the smell and do a lot of the cleanup for you. And my grandma, she was telling me last night, she got a new dishwasher. And, and so these are their Christmas presents. Do you think they're going to get them? Do you think they're going to get their Christmas the, the, the dishwasher's installed. The cat litter box is already set up. I've seen it. It's, it's, it plugs in and stuff. It's really high tech. Uh, but do you think they're going to get these Christmas presents? They're already there. They're already unpacked. They're already set up. Jesus already died for us. He already was born on earth, lived, was tempted like we all are, and then died having never done any sin avoiding every temptation, living for us, dying for us, and then coming back to life for us and saying, come on, you too, let's go. When we, we do not have to wonder if we're going to get these Christmas presents. We don't have to wonder if we're going to get this present from God. Jesus has already died and come back to life. We know we get this. We know 
we get that hope. It's not a, oh, I hope God's going to send Jesus. I hope he's going to be able to forgive my sins. He's already done it. He's already done all the work. We just have to finish living out our lives for him. And then when the time comes, he's going to take us to be with him for the rest of eternity. He's already given us the hope. He's already done the work for the hope. He's already bought it and uh, he's already paid for it, unpackaged it, plugged it in, set it up. It's all right there. And if we've never said that prayer, all we have to say is, Lord, help me to be who you want me to be. Forgive me of all the things that I've done. Help me to live for you, to give you my whole heart. And when we do that and we live for him, we're going to make mistakes, definitely. But as we live for him more and more, being filled more and more with his love, his joy, his peace, and his hope more and more, we're going to get to see God work. And it's the incredible things that we might get to see in our lives, just like Simeon and Anna at the temple. But these things that we hope for, it's, we don't have to hope or wish that God's going to work. He is going to work. He is working. And so this hope, I just don't want you to leave here still thinking that it's wishful thinking. Because the godly hope every time, I think it's every time anyway, when it's in the Bible, it's not this hope like, oh, I hope I get this. It is this hope, I know I'm going to get this. I know God is going to pull through. And we just have to wait and see how exactly he's going to do it. Um, godly hope is just like getting our present early. We know we're going to get it. And that eternal life has already started when we say that prayer to live for him. Um, it is a real hope. But we have to think every single day. We have to remember every single day. We have to remember that we have this hope. We have this wonderful promise that God is working and that God fills us with hope no matter what. No matter the suffering, even the suffering, no matter what we go through, God is good. Let's pray. Lord, I ask that you would fill us more and more with your hope, your very real hope. And that every single day, whatever we face, whatever you ask us to do, whatever it is that happens in our lives, we, I ask, Lord, help us that we would be filled with your real hope, that we would be confident, knowing that we put our hope in you and we will get exactly what we need and so will people around us. You are so, so good, Lord. Help us to remember this hope and a future that you have for us as we live more and more for you. Help us this, this Christmas season that we wouldn't be thinking about all the things that don't matter, but we'd be thinking more and more about what truly matters, this true hope that you have for us, these lives that you want us to live, making a difference in all the people around us. You are so good, Lord, and you call us to be holy as you are holy. Help us to live our lives for you. Every step of the way, filled with real hope. Forgive us of the things that we have done, Lord. And help us to live the incredible lives that you have for us. Amen.